This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Cats at night. Now here's John Katsimatidis. On the line with us, we have Professor Alan Dershowitz. He is the premier scholar when it comes to the Constitution around the world. He's also a strong uh, proponent of Israel. He's uh was a Harvard Law professor for just a couple of decades. His latest book, it's your 50th book, correct, Professor? The Price of Principle. Welcome it's back to Cats at Night. Book, and I thought I would never get to the 50th book when I lit the menorah a few years ago. It was so scary. They put me on one of those cherry pickers. I went up in the air, yeah. and then you have a torch, and you have to light the thing while you're up in the air swaying. Boy, I'll tell you, uh, cat, I, I hope Cats comes through with this thing okay, but it ain't He has easy, a good track. He has a good track record. Scary. He's strung like uh, bull. <laughs> we told him to make sure that he, he wore a, a, a scarf, hat and a heavy scarf. coat scarf. and a scarf because right. it's going to be freezing he as you go up in the air. He never wears a coat because he's like he's, he doesn't feel the cold. <clears throat> so but the heat of the menorah, the light of the menorah will keep him warm just the way it did thousands of years ago, you know, when they lit the menorah. for It was oil for one night and it lasted eight nights, so... He's going to be very well protected. Absolutely. And happy Hanukkah to everybody and early Merry Christmas. Same to you, sir. We have to talk about Title 42 right now. The Supreme Court put it on pause, but it's just on pause. Uh, I, I'm listening to the Biden administration. They're blaming Congress for not enacting immigration reform. Can you please tell us exactly what is going on? Well, first of all, there should be immigration reform. It's a mess. It's a total it mess. Today, it's lawless. It's just lawless. And Congress has a responsibility. We are a nation with open arms. Uh, President Biden was correct when he said the Statue of Liberty represents America. Uh, anybody who is an asylum seeker should be welcome. On the other hand, we need to have tough, rigorous vetting to make sure that only people who are eligible for citizenship came in. All of our, I bet you everybody on this show is grandparents, great grandparents came from faraway countries, and America was their great home, their great asylum. My grandmother used to go to the Statue of Liberty on July 4th and, and just cry how glad she was to be out of Poland and in Manhattan. So, you know, we have to have immigration, but we have to have it with the law. And I don't know whether the Supreme Court is going to do much help uh, in in rationalizing this, I think this has to be done by Congress eventually. I think Alan, it's it's Richard Weinberg. I agree with you because the whole rationale was a public health concern because of uh, of COVID. Yeah. So they have to come yeah. up with another rationale on a public health or or something else. I think they have to go back and rewrite the law or look at their regs. They have to do something. Well, what can uh, the, what can the court could do? Well, talking about rationales, just to change the subject for one second. One of the biggest frauds is going on right now in Congress. They said they needed President Trump's tax returns, not because they wanted to look at his tax returns, but because they wanted to pass legislation. Now, that was the biggest bunch of who you ever heard. Now they want to release them to the public. 
For what which purpose? violates the core principles of tax privacy only in order to gain political advantage. Even former heads of the IRS are complaining about this, saying this will be a terrible precedent. When the Republicans come into power, they will start subpoenaing the tax returns of Democrats and revealing them to the public. In the end, we've all lost our right of privacy. Now, you know, those of us, we have nothing to hide. Most of us, we do the right thing. On the other hand, you know, the list of our charities, we don't want everybody to know that. We don't want to have everybody know what our medical bills might have been. So I I just think that Congress is acting utterly, utterly irresponsibly when it comes to Disclosed tax return. When they open that door, are they going to be surprised when they start subpoenaing all the Biden tax records? The son, the brother, the wife, show himself? Look, the weaponization of our legal system has become such a serious problem. And and the weaponization of the the FBI and all the 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 other agencies is crazy. Congress getting into the business, not of legislating, but of making referrals for criminal cases. You know, that's the way it used to be before the American Revolution. It was called the Bill of Attainder. The parliament would name somebody, specify who should be prosecuted, who should be convicted. And we abolished that when we passed the Constitution. We said no bills of attainder. And the only function that legislatures are entitled to perform is passing laws. Whoever gave Congress or a committee of Congress the power to make referrals in criminal prosecutions, it's so clearly in violation of our spirit of the separation of powers, but nobody seems to care about the Constitution these days. Everybody wants the Constitution to be interpreted to help their party, their ideology, the people that they like, and against the people they don't like. And it's really a serious problem. It's, it's actually a disgrace, Professor. This is Craig Eaton. But you know what? This is all part and parcel of the witch hunt, the witch yeah. hunt against Donald Trump. You know, they, they just want to do anything they can to discredit him, to embarrass him, to try and indict him. And, and look at this now, this worthless piece of paper that they came out with, um, the January 6th committee. I mean, we all knew that they were going to come out with handing down criminal charges against him and others. We knew that because the deadline is December 31st. The new Congress comes in January 1st. So we knew it, but it is, it is, like you said, a worthless piece of paper. But Professor Dershowitz, is the Department of Justice even obligated to do anything? No, of course not. They will be very polite, and they'll thank the committee for sending them the referral. They'll, then they'll put it in a circular file that sits on the floor, and they'll never look at it again. There's a special prosecutor who's doing his own investigation. But if I he had one, it's now political. This politicized his investigation. I think that's right. This uh, referral is going to make it much harder mm-hmm. for him to do his job in a non-political way. And everything is politicized today. Nothing is sacred. Today, everything is politicized. And, and we have nothing that we agree on anymore. Everything is which side are you on? Which team are you rooting for? And it's all or nothing. And it's not the America I grew up in, and it's not the America I it, it, It's not, uh, Alan, it's, it's Tony Carbonetti. You're so right. I just had lunch with a good friend who happens to be a very liberal Democrat. And we, we just, you know, we're yearning for the days when we were younger, and at least you could work together, you could share a drink together, you can have a conversation. The problem is today it's so black and white. Our kids are taught... You know, it's not good enough to be a Republican or a Democrat. You have to hate the other side. It's really horrible well, what's happening. Yeah, and 
in my case, I have friends on the vineyard who would like to be seen in public with me, but they have been told that if they're seen in public with me, they will be committing, quote, social suicide. And therefore, they have to all join in this blacklist against me because I had the chutzpah to defend the president of the United States against an unconstitutional impeachment. So, you know, we've lost many of our friends. Do they, do they um, know anything about the history of McCarthyism from yeah. the right, the Senator McCarthy of Wisconsin and the Army McCarthy it's so, hearings? It's so interesting because Chilmark, Massachusetts, where I live for the summer, was a focal point of McCarthyism because a lot of left-wing people, writers, Lillian Hellman and others, live there. In fact, there's a place called Menemsha, and they were called the Menemshevics. And so the committees were going after them. And, and Chilmark, Massachusetts, was the real subject of McCarthyism. And the grandchildren of these people are now becoming McCarthyites, doing the same thing, but on the left instead of the right. But, you know, t- today, today, Professor, the, the senators and the congressmen don't have the best interest of the country anymore at heart. They have the best interest of their own political party and their political agenda. And that's the problem. And I don't know when we're going to get back to a point where we're one country again and everyone's working to make this country the, the best place that it can be. You know, there are some issues that do unite us. I think the vast majority of Americans are united over the issue of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. There are some people on the other side. There are some dissenters. But that's an issue that unites us. I thought we would be united over fighting COVID, but even that became very, very political. And um, probably Ukraine will be political. I think we're growing further apart. You know, I used to be on Bill Buckley's show all the time. He was this great conservative. Mm -hmm. He called me his favorite liberal, and I called him my favorite conservative. We would fight like children, and then we'd go out and have a drink and enjoy each other's company. That's the way it's supposed to be. continue to disagree, yeah. But that's not the way it is. Professor Dershowitz, Elon Musk, uh, a few hours ago, he tweeted that the government paid Twitter millions of dollars to censor information from the public. And he says the FBI was involved in this and suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story. I mean, how egregious would this be if our taxpayer dollars were used to actually censor free speech? Absolutely outrageous because they did it in two ways. First of all, they violated the Constitution by circumventing it and putting their thumb on the scale of private social media. Second, they did it surreptitiously. So there was no accountability. This could be one of the biggest stories involving freedom of speech and government efforts to suppress freedom of speech in a long, long time. And I hope we get to the bottom of it. But again, who's going to investigate it? The Republicans, if they come in, take over, they'll probably put you know, an emphasis on what the Democrats did. As the Democrats had it, they'll put an emphasis on the Republicans. We need more commissions like the 9-11 Commission. That was a great commission. It was comprised of objective, neutral people, nonpartisan. How about Frank Church? Everybody. How about the well, Frank every, Church? Yeah, the church, the church committee. That, that was the time when that could happen. Today, if you send it to Congress, it's not going to happen. There have to be commissions that are independent and that see the things through an objective lens rather than through the lens of partisanship. But we're unfortunately a long way away from that. Alan, there's a, there's a very serious charge that just came out. I, was, I read about it last night, and I saw it on television last night. Devin Nunes, who is the chair of one of the important committees yeah, of the House, yeah, yeah. is now accusing the Department of Justice mm-hmm. of uh, subpoenaing his, uh, his staff, targeting his, right. his home, and to try to intimidate him, chill. Now, you and I know that it's, 
The committee is supposed to do oversight over the FBI. The FBI is not supposed to be investigating congressional committees. What do you say about that? No, I agree with you completely. Again, it's the weaponization of the FBI, in this case, to protect itself from being investigated by by a committee. And they, I'm sure there are some congressmen who will be intimidated. Nunes is not one of them. He's not somebody who's easily intimidated, and I'm glad he's fighting back. And this may eventually uh, get to court. That is, does Congress have the power to issue subpoenas designed to essentially protect itself? Does the FBI have the power to issue subpoenas to protect itself? Does, you know, you shouldn't be issuing subpoenas for the, to serve the interests of one party or one group or one person. It should be to get at the truth. And I think we're seeing that abuse now in the Nunez and other cases. So, so Alan, it's Tony Carbonetti. I have a complaint. Hi. I'm yep. going on vacation next week, so I don't read anymore. I download books. I go onto Audible. I download The Price of Principle. Who's Joel Richard, and why is he reading your book? Are you that busy you can't read your own book? I have no idea. Was he the guy who read I didn't even know. He's that. the guy reading your book I, to me. I love, read, I love reading my books. I like reading them. I like my emphasis the only other person I ever allowed to read my book called uh, Taking the Stand, my legal autobiography, is my daughter, who is a professional Well, actress. the price of principles and, not being read by you, it says. All right. Well, next time, I'll tell you, I have a new book coming out called Get Trump, How the Attempt to Prevent Trump from Becoming President Again is Destroying Civil Liberties. So now, we have your word. You're going to read that one. I'm gonna, oh, I will read that book. Thank He's you. He's going to read it to you tonight for a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just so everybody understands, according to this Twitter files, part seven, okay. the FBI allegedly, because I'm going to say allegedly, right? I mean, this Go is ahead. according to Elon Musk. They paid Twitter $3.4 million. Like it, wow. the FBI's influence campaign may have been helped by the fact that it was paying Twitter millions of dollars for its staff time. They have an actual email. They put this on Twitter where it says, quote, I am happy to report that we have collected $3,415,000 since October 2019, reports an associate of Jim Baker in early 2021. That's, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. So, of course, they're going to listen to what the FBI is going to say because we know Twitter isn't profitable. But how can this be, Professor Dershowitz? Because is, wouldn't that be our money that's being used? How can the government used? spend $3 how million? Dollars? And it's, we not know about it? And us not know about it. Yeah. Not only is it our money, but the government can't spend money to censor. The government can't be involved in any censorship. The First Amendment basically precludes the federal government from being involved in censorship and in any way abridging the freedom of speech or the press. And they're doing it surreptitiously by paying money. If it's $3.4 million, it's a lot. But if it was just a half a million, it would be too much. You can't have the government paying a private entity money to censor. That just is a double violation of the Constitution. Number one, it's censorship by the government. Number two, it's not transparent. It's not visible, so the public can't hold those people who are responsible accountable. So it has to stop. Sounds like some deep, deep state stuff to me. Thank you so much, Professor Dershowitz, for always telling us the truth, giving us the facts, and informing the American people. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, well, we have to go to break. And when we come back, John Solomon has some incredible breaking news. Keep it right here, Cats at Night. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.